Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Here is Reggie Jackson walking it from right to left. He's going to cross the midcourt line with 10 seconds left. Guarded by the rookie Hayes. Jackson with six seconds left. Jackson at the top of the key with four seconds left. Crossover. Step into the jumper. He buries it. Dodgers comes and gets it. Got a bounce and will fling it on up. And he hit it. He hit it to put the game into overtime. He was crouching when he let it go. Maybe a three. Was he behind the line? I don't know if he was behind the line. I'm not sure of that. They're going to check. The Maverick bench exploding. Tim Hardaway's putting up three fingers to see if it's a three-pointer. Oh, he did. He did go behind the line. He just won the game. Luka just won the game with an incredible shot as he split the double team of Brooks and Valanciunas and leaning in to score. Highlights. From around the NBA, the Mavericks on an incredible shot by Luka Doncic, stumbling forward, off balance, splitting the double team and flinging it in. It's a playground shot, PK, and it was a game winner. Yeah. The funny thing is, though, that's what I've said about the great players, and I thought it was on balance. It was awkward, but under the circumstances, dipping like that and moving forward to be able to get the shot off, I thought it was incredible balance. I mean, it wasn't true balance in the way we normally see a okay thank you <laughs> i'll give you that the side to side stuff was perfectly balanced but his weight he was way forward now, i get your point like the the core strength that these guys work on to pull that off when you're kind of leaning over and and way off balance forward i mean it didn't look like anything close to a normal shot no no but it wasn't his balance and all wasn't totally awkward yeah, as far as like not the fallen left to right or anything like that, totally agree. But the stumbling forward thing, I couldn't believe he made that shot. It's amazing. It, yeah, it was no awesome. Doubt about it. it was awesome. You can you can watch replays of that multiple times and, and still just be stunned that he did that. And I think it goes back to what you said when New Orleans uh, blew some big lead and lost to somebody. You said, they're good, but they're a young team and they don't know how to win yet. And I thought the Grizzlies coulda woulda should have been in the control of that game much earlier in the fourth quarter but the Mavericks made a run and tightened it up and then at the end of the game they got a chance to uh, do that and Grayson Allen had free throws that you know could have changed everything and he didn't get those to go so good Clippers beat the Pistons Reggie Jackson had the eventual game winner there but uh, frightening game for the Clippers but at this point in the season hey get the win they're in third place they got a chance to get to second and they pick up the win over the uh, over the Pistons. Well, they played without Leonard and George. Neither of those guys were playing. And Reggie Jackson came up big, which is ironic because on this day in 1972, Reggie Jackson, of course not this one, but the other, the more famous Reggie Jackson, he sported a mustache, and it's reported to be the first major league player with facial hair hair since Wally Shang in 1914 on this day in 1972. What? I, I follow baseball picks on Twitter. Uh-huh. I got it right here. They so it had been 58 years that no one had had facial hair in Major League Baseball. 
Reggie Jackson sports a mustache. April 15, 1972. Jackson is reported to be the first major league player with facial hair since Wally Shang in 1914. Schlang. S-C-H-A-N-G. I, there were, there were I, a couple teams I've heard of literally had the rule no facial hair. Cincinnati Reds and the New York Yankees. I've read that multiple times, but I didn't know that it was nowhere in Major League Baseball. Seems weird. No, it's just right here on the internet. I, I got it. Thank you, PK. <laughs> and if it's on the internet, if it's on the World Wide Webs, it must be true. It's internet. Make sure you pronounce all the letters. Internet. 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 Yes, right here on the internet. Internet. Uh, Jokic, another triple-double, 17 points. The Nuggets beat the Miami Heat, 123-106. So Denver gets a win. They keep doing their thing. And who else in the West do we really care about? Uh, the Warriors, not that we really care about them. They'll be in that 7, 8, 9, 10 thing probably, that play-in series. They beat the Thunder. Oklahoma City, after taking a lick in here in Utah, went to uh, went and got blown out by Golden State, 147-109. Steph Curry went for 42. It's just, they are way, way shorthanded. Oh, Lugans Dort did not play. No Lou Dort, no hope. Sixers that, beat. That, that's what they're marching and saying, by the way. <laughs> Sixers 120. In Oklahoma City. Sixers 123-117 over the Nets. MB goes for 39 and 13. The Nets, the quintessential. How many of their guys do they have team? Oh, quintessential. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a $7 word right there. Soak it up. Kyrie Irving went for 37, but Kevin Durant did not play with the hamstring. And of course, uh, long term, they're without James Harden right now. And so neither did Blake Griffin. Just one of you their three. A $7 word. Yesterday I was looking at a lot of time. I was doing some football research just because uh, I had the time. Mm-hmm. And Utah, uh, they have a kid from Hawaii, and his mother has 19 letters in her first name. Yikes. I know. You probably don't want to try and say that name right now, do you? I don't have it in front of me, and I could go back and get it because I was looking at the incoming guys just reading bios and stuff and i did it for uh i probably finished about uh eight of the 12 pack 12 teams yesterday Mm -hmm. afternoon and i saw that one of the incoming 19 letters those polynesians man they like to they like to go on and on sometimes of course and they short it shorten it i should say to probably something i don't think it's good well yeah but we got people who've got like six letter names who get shortened to to three letters. If you got 19, you're absolutely getting a nickname. Well, yeah. If Robert get, becomes Bob, then your 19-letter name can have a nickname. Well, when we get to baseball, we're going to hear about Bo Bichette, and that's two. <laughs> I like it. As short as possible. Bo could be four, but You know what two. I'm saying, G? G, thank you. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College Hoops, Arizona has a basketball coach. It's Gonzaga assistant Tommy Lloyd. He replaces Sean Miller in, Toy- in Tucson. Toy son. Uh, Lloyd had been Mark Few's right-hand man for a couple decades. Key cog to build the international talent pipeline for the Bulldogs. So whenever this comes up, there's always a question, what does it mean for the school hiring the coach? But in this case, double down, not just what does it mean for Arizona. What do you think it's going to mean for Gonzaga? Nothing. Really? Fuel just keep yeah. it going and won't even blink? No, I don't think so. Uh, because he's had, he's had assistance 
leave. And I realized Lloyd has been there, but Lloyd wasn't necessarily able to leave because he's 48 years old. He's been there 20 years. I don't think he was going to get a job like this at 31, 32, 33, 34, so forth. So, of course, he would stay. And now Gonzaga is at the top of their game. He's 48 years old. He deserves this opportunity. So I don't think it's going to be a big blow for Gonzaga. I think that they will continue to roll. I think it's a gutsy hire by Arizona. Uh, and I and I'd heard earlier in the week as I told you you brought it up on the air uh, yeah you, yeah you brought that, this up. That, that that's what they were he was uh, he was either an in-house guy who played for loot and loot will always be the godfather in the way Lavelle Edwards although they had some success before loot not to the level no that they, they had, had good teams back in the 70s yeah they did they did for sure and uh but nevertheless there the a lot of the boot guys out there but yeah I'd heard that Lloyd was uh, certainly in the mix a strong mix and I said that his his son plays basketball and there he's on the grand on team of Grand Canyon up in Phoenix at, uh, so it, it it's it's a gutsy move going outside the family but Sean Miller was outside so I don't think they had established that that you had to do that but there was some people and people in Tucson and there's some boosters down there who really can have a strong, strong influence, and from what I was hearing, you know, they they were pushed uh, to get one of the guys because they already have a relationship, and now they have to buddy up to somebody who's brand new who they have zero relationship with. And an interesting fact is now you've got the football and men's basketball coaches, neither of whom have been a full-time head coach before, and they're going to be first-time guys. You could see a little bit in football because football isn't the stature of basketball, basketball obviously arizona has been one of the premier programs in the country for a good number of years maybe not the last couple and what is floyd going to do he's probably going to get some time because there may be some sanctions coming down along with what they did uh, firing miller and self-imposing a ban this past season but that might not be enough in the eyes of the ncaa so we'll have to see that but uh, yeah this this guy i've talked to him a few times and so uh, he gets a shot and a move that will impact college basketball, but will impact all college sports, football, all the Olympic sports and all that. The NCAA Board of Governors has approved the long-expected move that will allow all student-athletes a one-time free transfer in all sports. You don't have to sit out to be eligible, PK. I guess you do if you want to transfer a second time, and we are seeing that, kids playing for three schools. But the first time, you got a free transfer. The formal vote to approve the measure will take place this evening when the Board of Governors convenes. Well, a lot of these kids are making appeals, and they've been getting the appeals. You yep. look at Barcelo for the BYU basketball team as a, as a recent example. So they've been very more, much more lenient with that. So you wonder if they will continue if a player wants to transfer a second time because if the circumstances, whatever might, you have a parent who died or whatever and you want to be closer to home, I think they've been a little bit more, uh, I don't know, forgiving or understanding is the better word. Uh, And then also, too, you still have the grad transfer in Mm -hmm. your back pocket if you want it because, you know, that that point, unless you transferred twice your first two years, you're probably going to have at least three years. And so if you work on your academics, kids have been able to get that done in a short amount of time there. Uh, So we could see that. Uh, twice, but yeah, I think this is the. To me, this is an important thing, and I think there's other things that need to be changed, as far as to give all the advantage or most of the advantage to the player, 
because the coach can literally be on the job for a day and say, nah, I changed my mind. I'm going to and not just go back to the prior job, take another job that he or she deems better. Uh, we've seen that. The Texas basketball coach Beard did that a couple years back with UNLV. Well, that screws up UNLV, right? And then they end up uh, going to, what, a second or third or fourth choice? And we know they just made a coaching change the year before last. And so their basketball program has been not very good of late. And, you know, they lose a transfer here to Utah with uh, Slocum bringing a kid over back to all that. So it impacts the school negatively when a coach does that. So I think they should be able to allow the players to do it. And also, too, uh, and I've been pushing for, uh, why have your rules that are advantageous to the professionals? Have the rules that are advantageous to the kid so he can put his name out there, and if he doesn't want to go, then he doesn't go. Especially with the transfer rules now changing, the argument for a long time was, well, the coach has got to know in his roster and the recruiting window's closed, and then he loses a kid, so we've got to have this so that the coach has this certainty. But since the coaches have no certainty with the transfer rule anyway, and since there are... Uh, what did Kyle tell us? Four players in the portal for every scholarship that's available. Well, now you can go get a replacement. Maybe not as good, but at least you can go get somebody. And basketball's got twelve or 1,300 kids in the portal. Again, you can go get a whole roster. Oh, well, yeah, it's interesting you say that. And this is under college basketball, so it fits. I was looking on the inter- internet last night, and a kid, uh, there's only three kids for ASU basketball who uh, who were on the scholarship last year? Who would be on the scholarship? Be on scholarship next year because Hurley has just revamped his roster. One of those kids who was deemed to start, they the Devils got three. I, I don't know who they are, but they got three guys who played position of guard in the transfer portal that committed. And this kid who was due to start, and he played and he started a little bit last year. Yes, yesterday, last night, he put his name in the transfer portal because he saw well. These guys are going to come in, and maybe he must have thought they're better than me, or they're going to take my playing time. And so he's out the door, and he's a kid who was at uh, in the Big Sky at uh, Portland State, and came to Tempe. Now he wants to leave, so that'll be a second transfer for him, and he'll take advantage of this one-time transfer rule since he didn't. Uh, uh, the rule wasn't in effect last time. So, yeah, you got that with the portal. Way late in the game, mm-hmm. you could get somebody who they deem is better than you, and then you're stuck. Transfer portal Pete over there. You got your hands full now. Little did you know when you signed up for this how much work yeah, it was going to turn out to be. The NCAA wants to police people handing out IP addresses and some such. For yeah, but you already portal. got it. I know you probably don't want me to say that, but uh, you're good to go. Yeah, they're not yeah. gonna bust you. You're Hello. not gonna get thrown in jail. VPN, baby, we're hiding this thing. <laughs> You're in the inside. <laughs> it's only a matter of time till it gets completely opened up. I think. Well, the funny thing is, actually, there was a guy who I've been following on Twitter for a while. He went in with a program apparently where it scoops the data, uh-huh. and he literally made a database and he can just put it on a spreadsheet. And he's got the entire portal there. So there's a recruiting website that you use that's tracking it now. 24-7 Sports. 24-7 is doing it, but there seems like it's a little behind. They're a little slow getting the update in there. Because oh, I was looking brother, at the Utah so you basketball. You can't wait two hours? They're looking at the Utah basketball <laughs> stuff, and there's a couple kids who we've heard about who aren't on their website sure. yet. So It's only a matter of time, though. It'll just all be out there. I mean, what's the point of keeping it secret? The kids are posting it on social media anyway. I know. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. If we wait two or three more years, 
and try to find Ben's successor, Baker Mayfield going to be ahead of the game. Joe Burrow going to be ahead of the game. Lamar Jackson going to be ahead of the game. So what else going to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because if we looking at now or last year, Seven had a nice little stat-wise, what, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions? That's not bad. But as a former Pittsburgh Steeler, if we're not hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, that's really a wash for the season. That's former Steeler Ike Taylor right there saying it is Super Bowl or bust for Pittsburgh. He's uh, certainly on point about the rest of the division has young quarterbacks who look like they have a big-time upside, who look like they could do Now we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but there's encouraging signs for all of those teams. Meanwhile, the Steelers are at the end of the line with Ben Roethlisberger. They started 11-0, complete collapse. He's given up the money. He's coming back for one more year. And we know from the Favre saga there could be one more year after this. But it really does seem like Pittsburgh's getting near the end of the line. So Super Bowl or bust for this generation of Steelers for the Ben Roethlisberger era. Well, this is the cycle of great quarterbacks. Yep. Tampa Bay is going to face it in a year or two. Uh, New England's going through it now. Uh, the Saints are going to go through it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's just the way it is, man. And yeah, if you what you what you need to do is either make some great trade, a la getting. I think that's how the Niners got Steve Young, right? Uh, yeah. Or you or you suck, and then you draft a Justin Herbert, who looks like he has promise. And you hope that he is, and so you don't have, like, the Jets, you know, the Sanchez right. and Darnold, and uh, I can't even name all the quarterbacks, obviously, uh, over the last X amount of years. So what he's saying there, it applies to every team in that situation. An attorney's filed a criminal complaint against the Rams star defensive lineman Aaron Donald, filed with Pittsburgh police saying the defensive tackle and others assaulted his 26-year-old client in an after-hours club last weekend. Attorney Todd J. Hollis says his client, Vincent Spriggs, needed 16 stitches, suffered a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, a concussion, a sprained or broken arm. The alleged attack occurred around 3 a.m. Sunday. Hollis says he has photos showing Spriggs with the facial injuries and swelling. I saw that picture. Apparently, inadvertently bumped Donald, and an incident ensued inside the Boom Boom Room nightclub. Caused both parties to be asked to leave. I I thought that stuff, then we don't have that. Uh, This is a pandemic. I can't keep track of what is acceptable behavior in this stuff and what isn't. Uh, Being asked to leave the Boom Boom Room, and I just want to say Boom Boom Room as many times as possible. Being asked to leave the Boom Boom Room at 3 a.m. doesn't sound like... uh, That's acceptable pandemic behavior. If you were in the boom, boom room, and uh, I would think the NFL might be end up finding you with that. Uh, It's the off season. So maybe it's different, but I think all these leagues have had a ton of rules. I mean, Joe Ingles has told us there's a ton of rules and the NFL was, uh, was cracking on guys during the season. I mean, we heard plenty of those stories about that. This is off season, obviously. Right. And so maybe those rules are a little lighter. So. I don't know. You, you Democrats, you crazy people. Free agent pass rusher Javion Clowney signed a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. It's worth up to $10 million. The team with Miles Garrett to give Cleveland two high-end pass rushers. After quarterback, the most important position. And if you got two of them, somebody, they can't both be double-teamed. Somebody ought to be breaking loose. 
Cleveland going all in. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Breaking ball high in the air. Hicks ranging back at the wall, at the track. Get out of here. God, a walk-off home run for Bo Bichette. Have a day, Bo. Another 3-2. Ground ball to third. Moncada up with it. Throw to first. It's a no-hitter. Carlos Rodon has no-hit the Cleveland Indians. The 20th no-hitter in Sox history. What a performance. He's being mobbed on the mound by his teammates. They come rushing from the bullpen. He was also close to a perfect game, but a no-hitter will do. Carlos Rodon had the perfect game into the uh, ninth inning. The ninth inning got uh, pretty interesting, PK. A bang-bang play at first, play, at first base. And then the hit by pitcher with one out, or the hit by pitcher with one out that wrecked the perfect game, but he holds on for the no-no. And the White Sox beat Cleveland eight zip. That is two times now in less than a week that we've had a perfect game wrecked by a hit by the pitcher, but still gotten the no-hitter out of it. Yeah, it was a slider in. He's a left-hander and a slider into Perez and hit him in the back foot and in the toe area on the shoe. Uh, there's some heat. This guy's taking some heat. I was reading this morning. He should have tried more passionately to get out of the way. Uh, it's in the moment, man. The, and the ball's curving into you. So it's like, well, unless he jumped over it, I'm not sure he would have been getting out of the way because if he moved backward, then maybe it hits him in the midfoot or ankle area as opposed up front because the ball left-hander to a right-hander on a slider, the ball's breaking into you instead of uh, away from you. That's why managers love the lefty-righty combo as a, uh, for a batter and, you know, versus vice versa for the pitcher and all that stuff. So, But he may maintain his composure and at least got the no-no out of it. The, no, the, the perfect game would have been cool. Certainly, I, I, I saw it. Uh, I was watching Dodgers-Rockies, and they said it, and so I flicked over one channel on my Comcast and uh, watched that thing the ninth inning. Would have been something. Now, here's a kid that... Uh, has had all sorts of issues. Tommy John, shoulder surgery. He was left untendered in December, which means he could have, uh, he was a free agent basically, but they brought him back. And it was funny, in the ninth, he had so much juice and adrenaline. He was throwing several miles an hour harder than he normally does. He hit 99 in the ninth inning. <laughs> so, his quote baseball's pretty humbling. It's that quick, it'll eat you spit you out, and sometimes it'll reward you. Oh, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the reward. Oh, you mentioned you were watching Dodgers-Rockies. This will shock everyone, but the, the Dodgers beat the Rockies 4-2. to two. The Dodgers off to a 10-2 and two start, best record in baseball, first team to 10 wins and all that stuff. The only team that's really going with them, the Boston Red Sox, who just won their ninth straight game after that 0-3 start. They're unbeatable. Nine and three, playing seven fifty ball. I bet nobody expected that. They're probably complaining like crazy at zero and three. But look at them now. Hey, did you see the nacho splash? Just the nacho turf? splash. That is. Uh, I'm going to catch this ball. <laughs> you end up wearing some food. <laughs> yeah, I was left. I was watching it live. And you Are you see, watching it live? I was. Yeah, oh, yeah, geez. yeah, yeah. I was watching it live. I had the game on. I watched most of the game. I turned it over for the. Uh, 
the perfect game, no, no. But other than that, then I went right back to it. So, yeah, I was watching the game. I'm, I'm a Dodger fan. And so I was watching that game, and uh, I saw Turner's home run. You see the thing, just the, all the, the nacho cheese just splatter. Sort of gross. But, uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff you joke about happening. And you're sitting out there, I'm going to catch it in this cup, or I'm going to catch it in this thing of popcorn. But how often do you actually see that happening? I think I've seen a couple foul balls go into beers, maybe. But the nachos is a whole other le- level of, well, gross. Didn't yeah. Turner order him a, another round? He got more nachos. Yeah, I think he, I, I <laughs> think did, Turner yeah. like ordered it from the dugout oh, and had it delivered I, to him. I, I didn't know that. I missed that. But uh, yeah, he got they they came by and uh, they, they had to clean up the area. <laughs> well, it's and, all over his face and his hair. Thing, and stuff. It's just it blew up on him. Uh, Rocky, I was riding the Rocky announcers were having a field day. The bad news is that his wife or girlfriend or date or whoever she drove, so they're going to make him Uber because he's filthy. <laughs> I was at Yankee Stadium a couple years back. And I saw a guy, uh, two guys, a ball hits, comes foul ball. It hits the concrete, so it hits the aisle, and it bounces straight up. And two guys then are reaching up because the ball, you know, if it hits, it ricochets and it'll go straight up. It'll go mm-hmm. 20 feet high or what have you. And two guys are reaching up. And one guy had a beer in his hand, and they bumped into each other. The beer spill all over him. And also, he was chubby, and as he reached up, then the beer is falling, so he reaches up with both hands, his shorts fall down to his ankles. Uh. And everybody around went berserko laughing, (laughs) including me. All right, uh, the Astros shorthanded now. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, among five members on the team who are on the IL for health and safety protocols relating to COVID-19. Houston lost to Detroit 6-4 without him. And Pete Rose, can't beat him, join him. Can't get reinstated by Major League Baseball, so he said, "Yeah." And he's joining up with You Pick Trade, a pick selling website based in Mexico. He's going to sell his sports betting picks for Major League Baseball and other sports for eighty nine dollars a month. Says he doesn't believe it'll impact his chances of getting in the Hall of Fame. His chances of getting Hall of Fame seem to be about zero. Well, it's interesting. Pete Rose turned eighty yesterday. Yeah. Born uh, April 14th, 1941, 80 years old, 4,256 hits. I'd say put him in the hall and have the plaque uh, go through all the things that uh, we know he did with the, with the betting. It's going to be the history of the game. Let's have it be the complete history of the game. Guy was a winner. Charlie Hustle, man. That's a great nickname. Better than Charlie Loafer. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Uh, Coming up, we got Utah availability for the football team coming up at 8 o'clock. And at 8.30, Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, will join us. Joe Ingles in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay with us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Question of the day coming up next.